Unity Water is proud to sponsor this podcast series because we believe great news, great solutions and great outcomes deserve to be shared. See what we're all about at unitywater.com. You're listening to the Australian Water Association's podcast series. I'm Hazel Flynn and with me now is Wayne Middleton, Manager of Water Supply Planning for SEQ Water, to talk about the uh, pressing and important issue of water security planning for southeast Queensland. Welcome Wayne. Morning Hazel. So water security, it's both a requirement under the law and also an obligation to your consumers, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, in the Water Act uh, in Queensland here, SEQ Water as the bulk water authority uh, is required to do the is required and responsible for the long-term water security planning. It's something that we would be doing anyway um, under our obligations, but it's the water security plan itself is a 30-year forward-looking document that we develop not by ourselves. We take the lead in collaboration with our service providers, with our regulators, and in particular with the community to gather all that information and make sense of that to be able to detail our plan for providing safe and adequate water for the next 30 years. And, and overcoming and putting scenarios in place around the challenges that that sort of time frame represents. Well, let's talk about those challenges because one of them is certainly population. You're currently servicing something like three and a half million residents and that population is growing. So talk about population for us and, and movements and what kind of challenges that poses. Yeah, indeed. So our current plan, uh, which was launched in 2017, takes us out 30 years to the 2047 period. And in that period of time, we see our population reach over 5 million. Our current forecast shows us in the SEQ being more than 5 million people in that period of time. So yes, the challenges are, are around where does that growth happen? Is that growth close to existing assets, uh, being treatment plants or pipelines or dams? And what sort of assets would we need to contemplate in that period of time to meet the demand of the five million people? Um, one of the big aspects that we're starting to move through our water security plan is the realisation that building dams, building um, natural storage reservoirs is not going to be adequate in the long term. So we're looking and relying more and more on manufacturing water, whether that be desalination uh, or whether that be recycled water. But we're seeing the need for those type of assets much more into the mix to, to be able to provide security to the population. Well, it's really a new way of thinking that's required, isn't it? I mean, the old way would have been, yes, build another dam, but that's simply not possible anymore. No, and, and our climate, um, you know, we've built dams in the past in those areas within our region that have yielded well from rainfall. Um, but even if you put the climate change lens over our long-term forecast, the variability around rainfall as a, and the rainfall inflows seems to only be more challenging. So uh, building assets that are more climate resilient makes sense when you put that challenge of climate change also into the mix. So there are many elements to take into account, many yes. different forecasting tools to yes. use, all sorts of expertise to call on. How do you go about doing 
that, calling on that multidisciplinary approach. Let's talk about that first of all, and then yes. how you get your community involved. Yes, yeah, so clearly um, a big part of our planning involves our service providers. So we provide bulk water, we store, manufacture, transfer, uh, treat bulk water to our partners, our service providers. So there's five service providers um, in southeast Queensland. So we have to take them on the journey. We, ha we rely on them to help us plan. They're, they know what their demands are, what their growth is, what livability, uh, future water demands in their communities means. So we, we have to take that information into our planning. Um, this next water security program, we're actually starting that now because the next one's due in 2022. We're working with them around what common key drivers of change do we see together so hopefully we can actually use the same planning horizons and the same planning um, drivers across not only what SEQ Water does but what our service providers do too and that and that will that will be a big improvement just in how we do planning in southeast Queensland. And what about uh, other external um, expertise that you draw on? Are there universities involved? There are so part of that joint planning work that we're doing, we're, we're widening the remit considerably to, in, to include some of the even uh, tourism boards, um, industry bodies, farming uh, and agricultural bodies, universities, uh, local councils. So yeah, we're really trying to explore the, the limits of the water industry and the impacts of the water industry in the region as we start our planning now. It's an enormous task, really, isn't it? It's, it, it's almost uh, daunting in a way. <laughs> it is. It is. And we have a, a huge team at SEQ Water of very, very um, experienced and, and skilled people because there's a whole piece about, as we were talking, the collaboration and engagement piece. But there's also some very complicated and technical, technical um, models and software platforms and data warehouses that we rely on to actually capture and interpret the information that we're gathering. Absolutely, and in the end, the solutions that you come up with will also need community buy-in, won't they? Oh yes, yes. So um, that was the second part of a previous question, Hazel. We, we do also um, not only see the need, but take very seriously that community or end-user consultation. So we're, we have also developed a water futures program that goes alongside this period as we're developing the next water security plan. Um, which will see us um, consulting and engaging with community much, much more to get their, not only to get their awareness uh, higher in terms of where their water's coming from and how they're using water, but also their input into what they see as um, their input into our water cycle balance and into the demand and what technologies they see coming, what uses for water they see, what um, saving initiatives and, and demand initiatives they would like to, to share or be part of the mix as we move forward. Because you really have to remain alive to every change, every possibility. Thinking back to a plan that would have been drawn up 30 years ago, it, there are so many factors that are now in play that wouldn't have even been considered then. They simply wouldn't have been apparent. Correct, correct. Which is why we've embarked on this process but every five years we update the 30-year plan and it really does take us a significant amount of that five years 
just to, as you say, sit down and re-look at the drivers of change, the current long-term scenarios and what we need to be really conscious of as we move forward. And it's, it's interesting in those five-year periods, even looking back over the last five, how significant those changes have been um, just in the short term as we prepare for the next plan. Well, it's lucky you seem to have a lot of energy for it. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. I'm very passionate about it. Yeah. It's fantastic. Well, uh, it seems like it's in good hands. <laughs> and good luck with your mission. Thank you very much. Thanks Thank for joining much. us, Wayne. That's been Wayne Middleton, Manager of Water Supply Planning for SEQ Water, talking to us about water security. And thanks for listening. Thank you.